Welcome to the Crying in My Cheesecake podcast, where we are in pursuit of living life abundantly, not held back by our body size or symptoms, nor are we held back by our hurts, habits, or other obstacles in life. Learn the secrets to crush it in your health, wellness, relationships, and spiritual life. I am Danielle, your host and practitioner. And in this episode, we are finally wrapping up the three-part series on finding your why in your health and wellness. Now, if you haven't listened to the first two episodes before this, so the one right before this and the one right before that one, please go back and listen to them now. They are episodes directly before this, like I said, but because I have to say it that way because I still haven't figured out how to number or label my episodes in an easy way. So this is what I have for now. The one before this one and the one before that one. (laughs) Progress over perfection. Am I right? Um, But before we get moving in, can we talk about a couple of things? One, I am moved into my office. You guys, I realized it has been since June of 2011 that I have not worked outside of my home. Um, And it was weird. I am in this beautiful space. Like it is a dreamy space. The building like overall is just beautiful and luxurious. And I, I can't even describe it. And to think that I'm even in this office, it's, it, it's crazy. And I had the, so I moved in on Saturday. I was first in here working yesterday. It was, that was Monday, today's Tuesday. And I just am overwhelmed with, so much. I couldn't sleep Sunday evening, kind of like the first day of school jitters, even though I'm the one that's in control of my schedule. It is not anybody else. I work for myself. Um, But it's just different being outside of the home. And one of the first things I realized or felt was, it's so quiet. (laughs) I don't have dogs barking. I don't have kids needing something. I don't have a cat jumping on my lap. I don't have just the hubbub of everyday life. And it is so quiet. But all that to say, it's so quiet in here. Um, it was re- That was actually very distracting to me. I don't know if you're someone who likes to work where there's noise or things, but noise to me is comforting. Um, even that's the reason why I think I love backpacking and, and doing that and being outdoors is because even the outdoors is not silent. There's always something, there, there's always a sign of life. And so that is, anyway, that's my thing, but also... Um, if you've been around here for a while, you know, I'm very loud. Like I walk into a room and you're going to know it, whether it's me breathing heavy, whether it's me laughing, whether I'm just like, whatever it may be, you're going to know that I'm walking into a room. So that being said, my office, if you go to my Instagram and Monday, I shared a reel, uh, about like just what my office looks like. It's kind of generic and not decorated perfectly or anything yet, but Um, I shared it and it's, uh, what are these called? Vinyl? Is it vinyl floors? Vinyl floors, I think is what it's called. So it's like the wood grain planks that are vinyl. And then I share two walls with two other, uh, businesses. The one wall directly in front of my desk is a massage therapy office. And I know that I'm loud. I record a podcast. Like this is the first podcast episode I'm recording in here. And I'm kind of glad that nobody's in here yet because it's echoing And we have weather stripping between, so there's a door that is directly connected my room to the massage therapist room. And there's a weather stripping between the door, but it is so loud um, between, like there's no, what do you call that, like diffusing or muffling of sound. She even has a white noise machine that I can hear in my office. Yesterday, um, she was coming in for a client, um, a massage client, 
And I was getting ready to leave, but I just kind of like talked to her for a few minutes. And I realized as I was wrapping up, I could hear everything that the client wanted done. Um, I could hear the, you know, like how they put on that spa music when you're in a massage. I could hear every piece of that. And I'm like, oh no, my office, we talk about a lot of personal private things and a lot of HIPAA compliancy things. Like I just want to make sure that I'm being respectful of, of all of that. So I told my cousin and she sent me some of these acoustic, I think they're called acoustic panels. And my thoughts of what acoustic panels are, like eggshell, like egg cartons, I'm sorry, egg cartons, um, whatever color they are. And also the ones, if you know, like the podcasters typically will use ones that are like diagonal, or I'm sorry, um, horizontal lines, vertical lines, and they're on these little panels that like pop out of the wall. Well, my cousin found some online that look just like kind of like what my branding has got like mountain ranges and like just beautiful scenery and stuff like that but I'm like I looked at a video of one and they are so sticky I'm afraid it's going to pull off the uh off the drywall like if I have to move it or something and I'm like that just is a little too much commitment for me so if anybody has any idea of how to do that let me know but I'm loud and I'm I'm sitting here like I'm it's myself and a nurse that are in this in our office space. And so it's just her and I, and I'm in the corner and I'm recording this podcast episode, but I am in my office. So excited to start serving people in my community and offering naturopathic services, which moves me to the next point that I wanted to share with you. Next piece of news. Last night, I took my final exam for my doctorate to be a naturopathic doctor. The last thing I have left to do is my dissertation and my defense. And that dissertation is already outlined and ready to go. I just need probably a good couple of weeks to make sure I have my research, I have my research, I have the books already marked, everything as I was reading and as I was doing research anyway throughout this my this past year, um, I'd been marking things off because I already knew what I wanted to defend before I even started my program. So I had been marking off pages, I have bookmarks, I have underlines, I have highlights, I have all the things, and I just need to get that organized into a cohesive thought pattern to prove. So yes, that is where I'm at. And so those are the two big pieces of new um, happening here, and I'm so dang excited. I guess a third is a little sneak peek that I am, and I think I've mentioned this before, and it may be at the beginning of this episode, but the wilderness of wellness is completely new and redefined, and I have been creating uh, new content that is causing me to get very emotional because it is so transforming. It is literally taking pieces from my one-to-one clients and the, their concerns, their things that I have taught them that have truly changed their lives, and I'm putting that in um in coursework and in my new membership, The Wilderness of Wellness. So I'm very excited about that. But you are not here for all of that. You are here to um, to hear about why the why matters. <laughs> why the why matters. What does it mean to start with why when it comes to our well-being? So let's go ahead and just start right in. Let's go ahead and dive into this that Starting with why is so important. It is such an important concept. It's actually more than a concept. It is a mind shift, a mindset shift even, if you will, that forms the very essence of our health pursuits. So when I say that, I mean it is a mindset that we have to get ourselves into 
which may I just plug the wilderness of wellness here, phase one of the wilderness of wellness is mindset shift and the mindset master. But the mindset shift that we have to have, that that is the foundation. So the mindset is our why. Our mindset shift to understand that it does not start with the actions. It doesn't start with the habits. It doesn't start with um, a certain food plan. It doesn't start with results, which we all want the results, right? And last night I was actually talking to my son and um, I handed him a couple of supplements because he needed whatever. He had a few things that he needed to work on. And so I handed him a few supplements to get working. And I said, he literally put them in his mouth and I think he just put water in his mouth and swallowed. And I said, oh, do you feel better already? And he's like, what? And I said, that is exactly what people want. They want a pill in their mouth or a specific food or a shake or a protein something to fix them in the moment as soon as they swallow it. And I said, I know that this sounds so drastic and dramatic, buddy, but it like, seriously, that's what people want. And he's like, how is that even possible? It's not even down my throat yet. And I said, exactly. People want to feel better yesterday or 10 years ago or sit and wish, if I had just done this 10 years ago, if I had done blah, blah, blah. But what I'm going to teach you today in this episode is that you're not a lost cause. It's If we go back to starting with why, it's going to change everything for you. And to even start with why, you have to have the mindset shift that forms the essence of your health pursuits. Starting with why is not a concept, it is a mindset shift. It's about understanding the deeper motivations behind the goals that you set for yourself. The driving force that propels you forward. It's the thing that is going to offer you the deeper connection to why, literally why, you're doing what you're doing when you don't feel like it. So I want you to think of the why as deep roots. We hear and we think and we understand if, you, if you're following me, you know that I'm a Christian, I'm a follower of Jesus and that that is like in the essence of everything I do, including why my, my, my membership is called the Wilderness of Wellness, why I do certain things is because it, we are all reflected in God. Like, like everything that we do and everything that we experience needs us surrendered to God and all of that. And this is the same thing. So let me give you this example, if you're following me here, that if we understand scripture, when it says that we need to like dig our roots in deep so that when the winds blow, that we don't fall over, right? Same thing with our health. We need to have roots that are so robust and enduring that our health routines, the what that we do, don't matter so much as, or don't matter or aren't dependent on how we feel that day or how our emotions are, our schedules, or, you know, whatever other excuse that comes up. Even people, the excuse of people, we use that all the time, don't we? So our why is like the roots 
the foundational roots that are dug in deep to keep us going. So as we explore the significance of starting with why, we will uncover and you will uncover as you're working with this. And I have some exercises down um, at toward the end of this um at the end of this episode, I have some exercises to help you uncover your why. But as you uncover it, its role is that foundational piece, and it is to create meaningful and sustainable health routines. So I want you to think about um, diets like Optavia right now. Uh, Optavia is a, a dieting plan that a functional medicine practitioner that lives about, I don't know, or work or practices about 40 minutes south of where I am right now told her patient, who is now mine, um, you need to start Optavia. That's going to fix everything. It's going to fix everything with your diabetes. The woman is not overweight, like at all. Like she's a beautiful, beautiful woman who has worked really hard on herself. And to be told, here's a template. Here's what's going to fix you. There is no meaning behind that dieting plan for her. And that dining plan is not sustainable for her because she still needs a doctor. She still needs supplements. She still needs some medicines for right now. And so those are all fees, right? And then you add on four to $500 of just Optavia. And then you have the foods that she's not even connected with that are with that program. Those pro the, the foods of that program are already highly processed anyway, causing inflammation anyway. And she doesn't need that. What she needs is more muscle on her body. She needs connection with her food, connection with her habits, connection with letting go of certain things that got her here in the first place. She needs sustainability. And so many programs market, like if you just sustain this, this, and this, you're going to continue to sustain these results. But that's not okay. Like they don't think about what sustainable health routines actually are. Sustainability comes when we have that mindset shift, when we have that understanding that our mindset needs to be, I need to take responsibility for this because. It is so different than what I bring to the table is so different than even my counterparts or my colleagues in this industry, because they're all going after things of, you know, like, and I don't get me wrong. I utilize labs. I utilize all of the, all of the, the tools that are available to me that I feel like fall under, uh, God's domain and God, God honoring practices. Okay. But sustainability cannot come. Results cannot come if we don't understand our why, why does this even matter? Because I want you to think about life. Life happens, right? When we start programs like Octavia, and I'm, and I'm picking on Octavia because it's so easy. I've had so many clients come to me. I have tears in my eyes. And I don't see the office is so new. I don't even have Kleenexes next to me. This is a problem. Um, anyway, I have tears in my eyes because so many clients come to me. So many patients come to me hurt from Octavia. Some of them have had full hysterectomies. Full. Didn't even get their ovaries to be kept. Some of them have had um, their gallbladders removed. Some of them have had UTIs, other kidney problems, blood pressure problems, um, and so many other things. And then they are crying in front of me, rightfully so, because not only have they been taken for their money, but they've also been taken for their hopes and their desire to be free of whatever disease or health concern that they have. 
And then they feel bad because they didn't stay on the sustainable program for the sustainable results. That is not the case. Life is not about restriction. And sometimes we need someone in our corner that says, yep, this is going to be hard. Yep, today is a hard one for you. But just because it's a hard one for you, it does not give you an excuse to go off the rails and self-harm with food or self-harm with being with them or self-harm by engaging in a text message with someone that you know is going to make you feel like crap. So then you can treat yourself like crap and start the cycle all over again. Your why becomes the anchor that grounds you. It ensures that your health pursuits are not momentary. You know that one thing you want, that weight loss, is momentary unless you have a lifelong commitment to your well-being, which is rooted in your why. And so I'm going to give you some real examples here because we've all heard of stories of people who start their health journeys and maybe you watched it on social media and maybe you read books of these people and you're inspired by them and that's great. But you've heard these under or these people talk and you've seen this and you un, and they have this clear message of why they're doing what they're doing, why they're changing their life, why they're choosing to eat this way or why they're choosing to let's just say even remove gluten from their life or whatever. They have a deep connection to that. We don't remove foods from our life just willy-nilly because we want to look better, because we want to feel better. We remove foods from our lives, and I, and I use the words foods loosely because some of the foods that we should remove from our lives are not actually foods, they're nothing but chemicals, um, man-made chemicals, I should say. But these individuals didn't just focus on superficial what of their goals. They didn't just um, focus on what they wanted like weight loss, low blood pressure. No, they delved into why they wanted it in the first place. So I had a client, um, I don't know, three years ago, three years ago, that her why was that she wanted to be able to go to the park with her grandson and push him on the swing. And you know what? When I got that picture of her doing that, I just, I sobbed. Because that's what it is. That's the kind of life we deserve. That's the kind of results. She wanted to be active. It wasn't just about pushing her grandson on the on the uh, swing, it was about being able to walk to the park, being able to stand up long enough, being able to make the memories with her grandson. Laugh, belly laugh. Being able to impart on her grandson these, these, in, these memories that are Im- impacted on us or imprinted on us that are like, grandma made me feel this way. Every time I was with grandma, I belly laughed. Or every time, like all of those things. That was her why. An example of my why is that I refuse to wake up in a heart hospital after a quintuple bypass on a ventilator, never being the same again, worrying my children and not being able to be present with my grandchildren. That's it. I say that's it. And I say it so matter of fact, but it's the truth. I sat in a heart hospital in Northeast Indiana all day long after my, or while my dad was having a quintuple bypass, that means that his, his body was not even really alive. A machine was pumping for him while the doctors took veins from his legs, which by the way, they ended up bleeding out. Um, I don't know how he didn't lose his leg, but anyway, they took veins from his leg, bypassed the arteries that were completely clogged and not just clogged, but so weak and calcified that they couldn't do anything. 
bypassed five, five arteries in his, in his heart. And then because you're on a machine for so long, he was on a ventilator until he could wake up from sedation. So I watched my dad come out and they warned us. I, he came out on a ventilator and all I could do and all I could think at the time is like, yep, that's right. Heart, this, this surgery is just so normal. It's fine. He's going to be, I didn't have a single worry that he wasn't going to wake up. Didn't have a single worry, but you know what I didn't know? What I didn't know was that he would never be the same person again. What I didn't know is that his, that everything about him was going to change. What I didn't know is that his, like everything would change for him. And there's still sparks and pieces of him there. But I cannot imagine if my dad had started thinking about the why years ago, the family traumas that he had to deal with. He was a young, a young, um, I don't remember if he was a teenager or younger, but his dad in the fifties left my grandmother with six children. One of them was retarded and the oldest was retarded and she had to go into a home eventually, but all of the stress and my dad had to step up as the man of the house. My dad stepped in and took care of everybody. He grew up before he needed to grow up, which makes sense why he went into the profession he went into. He was a police officer for 40 some odd years and he compartmentalized everything and undealt with trauma we know causes inflammation in the body. Your body keeps score. If you haven't read that book yet, you need to grab it. Your body keeps score. The body keeps score. It's a blue book and got a weird white, like character, character drawing thing on the front. I think it is. Um, but your body keeps score. If you repress and repress and repress everything that goes on around you, your body's still going to remember. And then you may be a thin person like my mother-in-law and have heart disease because of the traumas that she's held on to. So when they say heart disease, diabetes doesn't, um, doesn't, uh, discriminate based on body shape. That's correct. It discriminates based on who is dealing with their stuff and who isn't. And that all starts with the why. And these, like these examples highlight this transformative power of starting with why it's not about achieving external outcomes. It's about diving deeper, cultivating a deeper intrinsic motivation that sustains us throughout all of the challenges that we may face. Intrinsic motivation means it's because of us. Extrinsic motivation means, um, all the encouragement you get from outside. Think about if you, if you're here and you've gone on a weight loss journey and you've had all these compliments and that makes you feel good. And then when the compliments stop, you stop taking care of yourself. That's extrinsically motivation or extrinsically motivating. But if you're intrinsically motivated, that's a whole new person. That's a whole new perspective. Everything is going to be a little bit slower. It's not going to be as instant gratification. We don't brag about things. It's all about doing it for us because we see the value in ourselves. We see the value that God put breath in our lungs. We woke up with breath in our lungs and that's a valuable day. That must mean that I still have value on this earth. That's a mindset shift. That's, that's working with our why. So the why works as a powerful bridge connecting the how and the what in our health goals, remembering Remember that those were obviously in the two previous episodes. It's not just about goal setting. It's not about goal setting and figuring out your method or what best dieting programs for me. It's about understanding the profound interplay between all three of these elements. 
Picture your why as a dynamic connector that links our health goals, which our health goals are the what, with the methods that we employ, which is the how. With this bridge, our efforts might lack direction and purpose. So if we don't have the bridge, we're all going to be like trying to forge our own, like digging, like I'm thinking digging a Panama Canal. You're digging your own Panama Canal if you're not using the what. The what is your bridge to get across that Panama Canal. Now, this is my ignorance here. I don't even know if there's a bridge that goes over the Panama Canal. Is there one? Is it too far apart? Does anybody know? Um, at least I'm, hey, look at me. This is self-awareness that I'm clearly not extrinsically motivated, but I actually do want to know. I want to know if there's a bridge of the Panama Canal. I feel so stupid right now admitting that. Anyway, without this bridge, our efforts lack. Without the bridge of the why, our efforts lack direction and purpose. The why provides our context, our context, turning the pursuit of health into a deliberate and intentional uh, method or way of life. And your why is not just a passive, passive observer. Like we're not, the why is not just something that we fill out on paper. Okay. That's what I mean by passive observer. Like your why is actually the reason that you get up in the morning. Your why is in, like all of that self-help, not self-help work, because I don't necessarily believe in self-help work, but your why is like developing yourself. The, the diving into, you know, belief patterns, identity, um, old, you know, where did I learn this from and all of that. You're, it's not a passive, passive observer. It's an active guide informing the most effective how. So if you understand your why, then we need to find the most ex- effective how, the way, the pattern, the program, the per- like whatever it is for your how, the methods, so that you can achieve your what. It's like having a GPS. Consider if your why is rooted in the desire for increased energy, your how might involve adopting a balanced nutrition plan and engaging in regular physical activity and prioritizing adequate sleep. The why guides how, like what method you're going to use, ensuring that your methods align with your deeper motivations. So for example, here's a, a surface level kind of example. Why? Well, I don't want to wake up on a ventilator like my dad where my kids are worried all day long and worried about their own health because of my habits. Well, how? How am I, what method am I going to do to prevent this? I'm going to manage my blood sugar and Hashimoto's by eating whole foods, enough quality fats and lift weights. What is my goal or what, what is my goal is to prevent heart disease and diabetes, period. That's how this works. And when you start with the goal, your what then you are going to be misguided and misdirected and having to find different forms and methods and keep doing dieting programs because you don't even know why you want to do this in the first place. So when we start with the why, we move out to the exact method that you need, the how, and then you actually get to attain your goals. So that is the synergy, I would say, synergy between the why, how, and what. And it's not a linear progression, but it's more of a dynamic interplay. A clear why transforms our health pursuits from a series of disconnected actions into a holistic purpose-driven journey. And I think that this is where we, like, if I just left the episode here, I'm at 27 minutes right now. If I just left this here, I would be doing you a disservice and not acknowledging a common roadblock, a common roadblock that we all deal with. And sometimes I still deal with this myself and that's confusion. 
There is so much information out there. You can literally Google, um, how do I lower my blood sugar? And you will get millions, maybe even billions of, of hits. Do you have the time? Do you have the understanding? Do you know exactly how to do that? Do you have the accountability to implement any of those? How do you know that any of those things are right for you? So then there's also conflicting advice. So not only is there too much information, but then there's conflicting advice. There's conflicting advice because there's not a blanket thing for everyone to do. There's not a blanket how, which again points back to that we need to know our why. And then there's also the ever, the confusion also happens with the ever-changing landscape of wellness trend. Like there's all these trends. I mean, it's as stupid as a Stanley cup. I had a client that wouldn't drink water because she didn't have a Stanley cup. It's as simple as that. And I say like she didn't have a Stanley cup, but that's because social media has taught us that we have to have X, Y, Z in order to be X, Y, Z. And that's not the case. But friend, it's so easy to feel overwhelmed and I'm here to guide you through overcoming this confusion. So I want you to remember Focusing on your why is that lighthouse, right? It's our navigation tool. It's the bridge. It's whatever metaphor you want to focus on. When you're faced with conflicting advice or the next big wellness trend, so you feel conflicting advice, you feel this, you feel overwhelmed, I want you to think about your why as your steady light, helping you to discern. And if you're like me and you're a follower of Christ, I know that my body cannot be outsmarted because it's created by a God who cannot be outsmarted. So typically with a filter, I will start to discern. And the reason why I'm saying this is because you're going to get distracted. You're going to, we all do. You're going to move and want to move from the next shiny ball to the next because each shiny ball looks exciting and has a different promise. But when we have that discerning lens of, okay, like, wait, is this actually the correct, let me go back to my why. Okay. My why is this, is it really good for me? If my, if my goal is to prevent heart disease, or I'm sorry, I don't want to wake up on a ventilator after heart, um, bypass surgery. And so I need to do this method of eating whole foods, exercising to keep muscle on my body. And I need to eat quality fat, enough quality fat. Does that align with my goal or does this regiment or this shiny ball help or align with those three things of eating whole foods, eating better fats and exercising. If it does not, then I don't do it. But that's why it's so important to know our why, because we will get distracted. So now I want you to listen in and I want you to hear me as I share some practical tips on how to overcome confusion by grounding your decisions deeper. I want you to cultivate informational literacy. Informational literacy is being able to critically evaluate your sources and align them with your why. Second, seek trusted guidance, whether it's a healthcare professional, evidence-based publications, or mentors, mentors who understand your why. Even me, if you want to come into my DMs at crying in my cheesecake, ask me questions. Totally fine. And then thirdly, embrace your uniqueness. Remember that what works for everyone or someone else may not align with your why. And that's okay. That's totally fine. And again, I would be remiss if I didn't talk about the vital connection between you and your practitioners. 
practitioner or practitioners who understand and value your profound significance of addressing your why. Imagine starting a health journey with a guide who not only understands your goals, but honors the deeper motivations driving your goals. It's about finding a practitioner who recognizes the symptoms are not isolated. Let your symptoms of energy, fatigue, craving coffee, craving sweets, binge eating, overeating, um, not able to sleep, gaining belly fat just in your belly and hips, maybe in the back of your arms, not or this, this practitioner understanding that symptoms are not isolated issues, but they're signals from the body. They're signals that are calling attention to the deeper reason besi- behind your health concerns. You know, the impact of a practitioner who understands the innate intelligence of the body, who understands that God created the body, it's, it's life-changing. You know, in our spiritual lives, we toy with crossing the line of surrendering to, to God or doing it ourselves. And the same with our bodies. We end up needing to turn back to his will and his ways spiritually, right? So why not start there with our health? I'm just saying. But when we dive in, especially with, when I'm working with my clients or my patients one-to-one, when I dive in and I see the why beneath their symptoms, it becomes a collaborative journey with you and me, a collaborative journey of discovery. It's not just about treating your surface level issues because I can do that. But why would I do that if I could set you free? If I could help you get to the root of your issues and address them holistically. So now it's your turn. Now it's your turn to discover your why. And this is what I told you earlier in the episode. I want to give you an opportunity to work on this. And so I'm looking at the time clock. It's at 33.53 right now. And if you want to come back, you sure can. But I want you to take some time this week and I want you to do these three steps in order to find your why. Now, inside my Wilderness of Wellness, I'm taking this much deeper and going much deeper on this because this is going to be a huge part of um, unlocking your freedom, unlocking your health potential that you wish you had, you know, years ago. Like that, my son, you know, that example I told my son about him swallowing the pill and I said, you feel better yet? Well, we're not going to feel better until we actually know what we want and why we want it. So step one is self-reflection. This ideally happens every day, maybe a few times a day, but for me, it happens every morning. I start my morning with scripture, reading and journaling, you know, about my, about what I've learned and some things going there. And then I get into a journal and then I journal some things about myself, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And that's the way I do it. I make sure I start with something good. Um, I start with some gratitude, something good about myself and something I need to work on. And I kind of dive in and question myself, you know, um, what's going on with me right now. But in this case, when you're doing self-reflection, I want you to think about what your values are. Again, inside the Wilderness of Wellness, I'm going to teach all of these things on how to find your values. If you're like, well, I don't know. Um, but what are your values? What aspects of your well-being are non-negotiable? How many, non- how many non-negotiables are too much? Your why will often hide inside your self-reflection. 
For example, if feeling energetic and present for your family is crucial, that becomes part of your, a significant part of your why. Self-reflection. Figure out your priorities. I'm sorry, figure out your values. Figure out your non-negotiables. Step two, set some goals. As you set your goals, though, ask yourself, why is this important to me? Why is preventing heart disease and diabetes important to me? Well, it's important to me because I don't want to wake up on a ventilator in a heart hospital with my kids sitting there seeing their mom being irresponsible with her health. Now, I get some people like heart, whatever, hearts. I'm not talking about people that have congenital, like that they were born with heart defects or things like that. I'm talking about heart disease, congestive heart failure that happens due to inflammatory diseases. Goal setting is more about feeling confident, improving your overall health. So make sure that your, that your goals, this why goes deeper than your surface level. And then step three is to figure out your core values. Your values are the compass directing you toward what truly matters to you. If, for instance, your values center around holistic living and sustainability, your why might involve aligning your health choices with those values. It's about creating a synergy between your lifestyle choices and your fundamental beliefs. And to make these tips a little bit more tangible, let me share some anecdotes and case studies, especially of this one client, Jesse. Her initial goal was weight loss, okay? But through self-reflection, she discovered her deeper why was about reclaiming her confidence and feeling comfortable in her own skin. This shift is this shift in perspective guided her towards choices that were not only about shedding the pounds that she wanted, but also it was more about nurturing her self-esteem. And once you've taken these three steps to self-reflect, goal setting, and finding your core values, I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to hear what they are. I'd love to hear and challenge you to go even deeper. You can totally find me on Instagram and shoot me a message. Shoot me a DM and tell me what your answers are to one, two, and three. And just find me at crying in my cheesecake. Until next time. Thanks for listening to the Crying in My Cheesecake podcast. I hope it encourages you to make the next best step for your health. Take a look at the show notes for more information or other links I mentioned. And if you got to this point, come and find me on Instagram and send me a DM. Tell me you listened to this episode and what you got out of it.